0: Chapter 32, Basic and Maximum Income, Samuel Alexander, Melbourne Sustainable Society Institute, University of Melbourne and Simplicity Institute. To eliminate poverty, capitalist societies generally rely on growing the economic pie, not slicing it differently. If the pursuit of growth were given up, however, and a degrowth process of planned economic contraction were embraced, poverty would have to be confronted more directly. Among other things, this would require a restructuring of the property and tax systems for the purpose of redistributing wealth and ensuring everyone had enough. Alexander 2011 The basic income and the maximum income are two policies that could help achieve these important egalitarian goals without relying on growth. Although there is considerable variety in forms of basic income, the core idea is relatively straightforward. In its idealized and most radical form, every person living permanently in a nation would receive from the state a periodic, e.g. fortnightly, Payment and this payment would be sufficient for an individual to live at a minimal, though dignified, standard of economic security. Advocates typically argue that a basic income payment should be guaranteed by the state unconditional on the performance of any labor and universal. Within a fully developed basic income system, Some advocates argue that other state transfers could be abolished, such as unemployment benefits, family allowances, pensions, etc., since the basic income grant would be sufficient to provide everyone with a decent, though minimal, subsistence. Existing social welfare has proven unable to eliminate poverty even in the richest nations So the powerful moral attraction of a basic income lies in how directly it confronts poverty. It is a policy based on the idea that the distribution of an economy's wealth must begin by ensuring that everyone has enough to live with dignity. The basic income could also include non-monetary benefits such as free health care, or direct provision of food, clothes, and accommodation to those in need. The feasibility of a basic income system is typically questioned on two main grounds. Fitzpatrick, 1999 The first objection is that making the basic income unconditional on the performance of any labor would give rise to a society of freeloaders and ultimately lead to economic collapse. This objection, however, arises out of a debatable conception of human beings. While it may be the case that the freeloader problem would exist to some extent, a case can be made that human beings, by and large, are social creatures who find being engaged in their community's work more meaningful and fulfilling than being isolated, idle, and parasitic on their community. Furthermore, even if there were a minority that choose not to contribute productively in any way, this could well be a terrible social burden more tolerable, one might argue, than the levels of poverty that exist today. Alternatively, the basic income could mandate some form of social contribution, even if that contribution were outside the formal economy. The second objection, typically levelled at the basic income, concerns its financial feasibility a pragmatic issue that is obviously of great importance. However, this is arguably more a matter of political commitment than a financing challenge, especially since the state has the power to issue money for worthwhile or necessary purposes. To ease the burden on the public purse and soften the transition, one policy option is to begin the basic income payments at some very low level and increase them gradually over time to a level of dignified subsistence. Another option would be to establish a negative income tax system, which differs from a basic income in that it provides a tax credit to people, not universally, but only to those with incomes below the subsistence level. This would provide low-income earners with a guaranteed minimum income, but via an alternative route. Over time, the negative income tax system could evolve into a basic income system. The social benefits of a successful basic income system would be profound and far-reaching. Behind eliminating poverty and economic insecurity, its institution would also strengthen the bargaining position of employees since it would give people a property right that was independent of their paid employment and thus more power to demand decent working conditions. It would also mean that people did not have to accept alienating, exploitative, or degrading jobs just to survive, nor would there be any real pressure to sacrifice social and political autonomy in order to achieve economic security. Furthermore, A basic income would also effectively acknowledge the worth of unpaid work and other forms of social contribution, thereby extending economic citizenship beyond participants in the traditional labour market or formal economy. See chapters CARE and THE NEW ECONOMY. For these reasons, among others, a basic income would produce far more democratic and egalitarian societies than any capitalist society ever could, which is why it receives support from many advocates of degrowth. As well as basic income or income floor, some degrowth advocates also insist that there should be an income ceiling that is, an upper limit to the size of any individual's income. This is sometimes called a maximum income, and like the basic income, it could be achieved in various ways. For example, a tax rate could increase progressively as the taxable income increases, culminating in a 100% tax on all income over a specified level. This would avoid the creation of a stratified society of basic income recipients, on the one hand, and the super-rich on the other. Such a policy also finds support in the voluminous evidence showing that great inequalities of wealth are socially corrosive and that more equal societies do better on a whole host of social and economic indicators. Pickett and Wilkinson, 2010. The maximum income idea finds further justification in the sociological research indicating that once basic material needs are met, further increases in income contribute little, if anything, to subjective well-being or happiness. Alexander, 2012. What this research suggests is that high incomes are essentially wasted so far as well-being is concerned, making a maximum income an extremely important means of avoiding wasteful consumption and creating more egalitarian societies. The tax procured from the maximum income could be used to fund a basic income.